0: You're listening to the Australian Water Association podcast series. My name is Joe Taranto, and joining me is Joel Spry. Joel is the Demand Management Coordinator of Minor Centres and Schools for Northern Territory Power Water Corporation, and we're talking today about creating a generational change in regional community attitudes. Welcome, Joel. Hey, Joe. Now you. Joining us from Darwin today and I've heard some beautiful bird noises in the background, can you tell us a little bit about the challenges that Catherine and the Northern Territory has faced when it comes to drinking water in recent years?
1: Yeah, we do have some challenges and Catherine itself has been through some pretty tough times of late. They've had their worst wet season uh, on record Uh, and we will be up against it again this year when it comes to delivering uh, safe drinking water. Catherine has the RAAF base there out at Tyndall and um, they, like a few of the other RAF bases around Australia, have had issues with uh, PFAS and groundwater contamination. So that's caused the power and water some some issues or we've had to restrict the amount of water that we can use from the ground uh, to supply to the community.
0: The Water Demand Management Program, Joel, tell us about that.
1: Since 2017, Catherine have been on compulsory water conservation measures. Uh, the community have been really good in, in following those measures. It's just basically an odds and evens system and no watering on Fridays. But, and that is to keep the demand to a level where we don't have to access any of the groundwater. Power and Water have been working with the community, been working with all sectors of the community actually. We've been working with residents, commercial and all the government sectors as well uh, with different programs. We run a garden tune-up rebate where residents who have an automated irrigation controller can have someone who's been trained in how to operate those uh, sometimes really tricky things to operate, as well as trained in water efficiency to go to their place and set up their Irrigation controllers so that their garden's using the right amount of water, but also that they are adhering to these odds and evens set up as part of the compulsory water conservation measures. We've done other things such as a leak find and fix rebate where we send out uh, probably up to 10 leak checkers. So they go and check every meter in Catherine, physically check it to see if there is a leak. Uh, And if there is, they put a little card in the letterbox or tie it on the fence just to say uh, it looks like you might have a leak now you're eligible for a rebate to get a plumber who's been trained again in water efficiency to come out and and fix those leaks. Uh, We work with the high users to try and reduce the amount of water that they use and we work pretty closely with uh, the government sectors as well to try and and get them to lead by example.
0: A major component of the program has been uh, called the Cloud to Cup Education Program. Can you share what that's involved? Yeah.
1: All those things that I mentioned before primarily have to do with adults and targeting adults has been pretty successful, but there's always an opportunity to work with students. There's always an opportunity to work with children and it's not getting them to do our dirty work, although they do do it pretty well because they go home and they pester their parents and say, hey, are you watering on Friday? No, 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 there's no way you should be watering on Friday. You know, don't you know the rules, that type of thing. But to bring kids along on the journey to help explain to them what's actually going on in Catherine has been a really, really rewarding and important job that we've been a part of over the last, what, three years, nearly, nearly three years now.
0: So this is a schools-based program primarily?
1: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's The Cloud to Cup, it is just that. It takes the kids on a journey from where their water actually comes from and how it gets to their cup. So we had we opened it up to all primary schools in Catherine and four out of the five said, yep, we're on board. And we work primarily with years five to six. They're the they're the kids that we really like to work with. We we can do work with a younger, younger brigade, but um the year five sixes seems to be the the sweet spot I suppose when it comes to being able to grasp the concepts and then communicate it to their parents and to whoever's at home.
0: How important is it when you're designing a program like this to cater for all learning abilities and cultural backgrounds as well?
1: It is so so important. We've been working in the education space in the Northern Territory for, for a lot of years but we've had a real focus when it comes to demand management over the last four years and And Catherine presents its own unique challenges. Well, for starters, we didn't have an environmental driver to base the school's education program on. Uh, The driver was, yep, we've got this groundwater pollution and we need to reduce the amount of water that comes out of there. So, and coming with that, when we first went down there to Catherine to do some presentations to these schools there was there was actually a little bit of bullying going on all the kids who lived on the RAF base out at Tindall or RAAF base uh, when we were doing these presentations you could hear other kids who didn't live there saying huh, this is all your fault what are you doing this is terrible it's your fault and you could see the bullying going on so there was a role for us to play in in stopping that in getting the, the right messages out there and to say, hey, water is actually safe to drink. There's nothing wrong with the water. If we all obey by the new conservation measures, there's gonna be no issue. So there was that that we had to deal with. But then there's also, in Catherine, there's a high proportion of indigenous students, and that brings its own challenges, but it's also such a great opportunity to, to really try a few different models of delivering education programs. So with this one, we designed it so we would examine the traditional water use to make sure that everyone, every child within the school had an opportunity to engage with what we were talking about. So if we had have gone, yep, all right, well, this is where your water comes from. So treatment plants, groundwater, not a lot of kids, especially with 70, around about 70% indigenous population. Probably not going to grasp it as much. But we decided that we would take them to Nipmaluk or Catherine Gorge, where there's a lot of Aboriginal Dreamtime stories and a lot of things are based out there. And to see, we had some rangers, some Aboriginal or Indigenous rangers talk to these kids and they were just so engaged. It really got them involved. So that was one way that we managed to swing around the way that we delivered things, it was, just, it was just, it's just so important to be able to cater for everybody.
0: Is that what you mean by a traditional present and pledge approach to engaging your stakeholders?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, stakeholders in this case are the kids, of course. So we took them through the traditional water use uh, and we heard about how water has been used in Aboriginal culture for tens of thousands of years. And then so that was a traditional concept of it present so we took them it's all an interactive tour i suppose you could describe it as we took them to the catherine treatment plant the water treatment plant there so they saw where uh, the water was being pumped from the catherine river and it goes through the big treatment plant but also where the groundwater was being pumped from because we still do treat one megalitre of water per day in a pfas treatment plant so they got to go through this pretty cool it's just an amazing display of technology that we walked through it's basically a, a shipping container and it's got all of these different uh, filters and gauges and wiring it's just a wonderful thing for any sort of kid to walk through uh, so we took them there and said right this is all what this is the processes that your water goes through to get to your cup and so we took them there and then as you mentioned before we did a pledge as well so we would take them back into the classroom and say, right, well, let's put it all together. We've seen how water has been used traditionally. We've seen how much effort and how much expense and how many people have been used, uh, how many people have been employed to get the water to your cup. Do you think it's a great idea that all this water is still being either leaked through pipes or when you're brushing your teeth and the simple example of that while you've got your tap turned on, do you think that, that, is a good use of that resource pretty much everyone said no of course not let's make a pledge so right we are going to use water better into the future and that might have been right i'm going to have a shorter shower or i'm going to go and tell mum and dad definitely not to water on friday because it's just so important or it might be something as just as simple as just turning the tap off and brush my teeth but it's all it's all very, very important, no matter how big or small a water saving they commit to.
0: What have the results of the program showed you about its success?
1: Well, the evaluation side of it is something that I'm really passionate about. I just really think that it's so, so important because a lot of these education programs that are run with water utilities or anywhere other than schools, pretty much, uh, if Funding gets a little bit tight or or times get tough. They're generally the first thing that gets cut. And even some of the attitudes that I've heard from other utilities, people saying, oh, you know, that's such a nice thing to do. It must be really good working with kids and, you know, it must be such a lovely job. And, yeah, it is. It's it's amazing working with the next generation or the current generation of water users but the next generation of influencers and community influencers. There is a way that you can say, yeah, it's a great thing to do to work for or it's a great thing to work with but it's also so so important so we measure uh, kids attitudes and knowledge and awareness before they start any of our education programs and then we measure it at the end uh, the change in the end so that we can and we can tie that up loosely to a reduction in the amount of water that's used and then we can do some rough calculations to say yep well we spent 35 cents for a reduction of one kiloliter as as an example but so we know what the results are um i'm not saying that that's the most rigorous uh, i'm sure we can improve when it comes to that but we had 140 students that directly participated in the catherine the clear the cut program um, we had 18 teachers as well and it's really important that the teachers are involved i'm just really wary that teachers uh, can see our education programs as a bit of a time to babysit, I suppose, to to have a babysitter. Uh, Oh, we've got someone coming into the class. Here you go. You can talk about this while I go and do whatever. I mean, they work really hard, but um, we really want the teachers to be involved in this. And because they are, especially in the smaller communities, they're they're the leaders in the community as well. So they need to be on board. Uh, So we've had 18 teachers involved in last year's program. Had some figures like 60% of students said that their family had made changes as a result of being part of the program. So something that the students had gone home and and told their families about. Uh, Interestingly, from my point of view anyway, 65% of students would now intervene if they saw someone wasting water. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. It could be a little bit of bravado, but it just shows, I think, that the importance Of water and the message is getting through.
0: I imagine it's a program, Joel, that doesn't really ever reach completion, education's an ongoing thing. What what are your next steps?
1: One of the things that I'm really keen to see over the next few years is that when we teach, or when we put these kids through these programs, that they have the opportunity to pass on what they've learnt to the younger generation. So we work directly with the five sixes, but as a result, I would love to see, say, these five, sixes, the year five, sixes, work with the uh, grade twos, for example. A lot of them might have younger brothers or sisters, so they can actually play a role as almost pseudo-teachers in the classroom and, and set it up that way. And we're really keen on the STEM side of things too, because we do get our scientists and we do get our engineers, we do get our mathematicians and everybody else that's involved in the technology, of delivering water we do get them into the classroom we really want to inspire the next generation of scientists and engineers
0: particularly it's certainly an inspiring and slightly different use of a utilities time and i think we've been really great to hear about it today joel i've been speaking with joel spry demand management coordinator of minor centers and schools for the Power water corporation in the northern territory Thanks for your time.
1: Thanks Jo, pleasure.